The stars are right, and that means it's time for another episode of The Whisper in Darkness. I'm your host, The Man from Lang. Thank you very much for joining me today. On this episode, we are continuing with our look at the player cards in the Scarlet Keys Investigator expansion. This is part two of our look at the Seeker cards. In this episode, we are going to discuss Dissection Tools, Grim Memoir, Map the Area, and Lab Coat. There are spoilers throughout if you care about that sort of thing. If you enjoy what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Before we get started, a quick reminder of how we rate cards here on The Whisper in Darkness. The best of the best get an Elder Sign, while the worst of the worst get an Auto Fail, and the cards in between get a plus one, zero, or Elder Thing, respectively. Cards that you build around or cards that are good in one particular deck get a Bless Token, while cards that we believe are destined to end up on the list of taboos or are simply bad for the big game get a Curse Token. Before we get started, I'd like to thank the patrons of this channel for their tremendous support. The Arkham Horror LCG community is amazing, and these people have gone above and beyond to bring you content like these player card reviews. If you'd like to support the channel's goals and see your name on this list, head over to patreon.com, sign up for a tier of your choice, and claim your rewards. That would be awesome. Special thanks to Cole Monroe Trudy for the amazing art that graces the channel, Nicole Fiscus for the Whisper in Darkness logo, and Nate Lost in Time and Space for the intro as well as the overlays. Thank you very much, I couldn't do it without you. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome back Arkham Horror fans to our review of the player cards in the Scarlet Keys Investigator expansion. This is part two of our look at the Seeker cards. We are going to kick things off with Dissection Tools. It is a two cost asset with an agility skill icon, item tool, and science trait. As a response, after an enemy at your location is defeated, place one resource from the token pool on this card as evidence. While the section tools has one or more evidence, you get plus one agility. Two or more evidence, you get plus one combat. And three or more evidence, you get plus one sanity. And it takes up a hand slot. Now, this is the agility slash uh, combat version of Hawkeye Folding Camera that I believe was released during the Circle Undone cycle, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And uh, Hawkeye Folding Camera has always been uh, pretty popular in decks. There are a, a wide variety of decks that uh, play Hawkeye Folding Camera, and the card has seen something of a resurgence of late with the release of Daryl Simmons in the box, who can actually turn the evidence that you place on Hawkeye Folding Camera into uh, skill uh, bonuses during tests. Dissection Tools has not seen, at least so far, not nearly as much love as the, uh, the Hawkeye Folding Camera, likely because, for the most part, Seekers have pretty bad agility in combat, so adding one to uh, two, you know, they tend to have below average agility in combat, so adding one to those skills isn't quite as useful. Now it is a tool which Kaimani Jones can uh, can use, but uh, what do you think about this one? So one thing that's um, one thing that's worth noting, and probably why this you as you said this card hasn't seen a lot of action, is that adding to combat and agility, it's kind of rare that that's like a particularly good thing. Because often enough, you're using your combat or your agility. You don't really use them a lot together in Seekers. Now, if you're a rogue, there are a few cards that 
can use agility and combat together, like Cheap Shot, for example, where it's actually kind of a good thing that you can, you know, double stack them up. So like, so what this thing is, I, I just look at this and I don't see it as a seeker card. I see it more like a rogue card, to be honest. Yeah, because it's rogues who like kind of want these stat boosts. Does that if you're if you, if you get what I'm saying? So I like how this thing can increase combat with a hand slot. I like how it can increase agility with a hand slot. So individually, those two bonuses are actually pretty good because they're especially agility. There aren't a whole lot of ways to boost that cheaply, and with a hand slot, I like this. So I'm thinking someone like Trish maybe just for the agility, although Trish might have trouble defeating enemies. Um, Kamani, of course. Although Kamani, it's kind of weird because Kamani's ability is not so much about defeating enemies. Let's see. So I think this I think this card is not like for your basic Seeker. I think it's not for every Seeker, for sure. I think it's more for all, some off-class Seekers who have a free hand and are doing combat. I think it's the way to go. So someone like maybe a Trish, maybe Finn Edwards could use something like this because it's also worth noting in order to boost in order to get the evidence down uh, enemies have to be defeated now that could be a good thing because if you're the primary monster slayer you could be defeating two or three enemies in a turn and it, you could load this thing up very quickly unlike the uh, hawkeye folding camera where it takes a little while to fit to empty three locations and be there for them you know that takes a bit of effort but this yeah this can get loaded up pretty quickly so the real question is, is who, like, what deck has this as its home? Because I'm already thinking things like maybe Roland, you know, who's defeating enemies. Maybe, maybe Joe Diamond. You know, that seems to be our, that seems to be the, the two I've got on the brain lately. So, yeah, I guess what I'm getting at is like, who uses this? And it's not straightforward. Yeah, this one is... Uh... It's interesting to compare this to Hawkeye Folding Camera because it's you'd sort of expect it to be like, well, you know, Hawkeye Folding Camera is willpower and intellect. This one's agility combat. They're basically mirrors of each other. But I feel like this one is not going to see as much play simply because I don't think there are many Seekers who want this type of effect like you said usually you're picking either agility or combat you're not tending to play both and so that's one sort of strike against this whereas you know with hawkeye folding camera willpower and intellect are both pretty good you're going to be yeah. using willpower for treacheries you need intellect to get clues both are valuable in here i think you're either sort of you want one or the other and the other interesting thing I found about this is looking through the investigators, the sort of seekers and off-class seekers who might want this tend to want the combat more than the agility, I think. Like Roland yeah, would, would prefer to have the combat. Yep. Joe would prefer to have the combat. Vincent Lee has three combat, so you'd sort of think, well, if he... If you want to give him a little bit of a combat boost. He wants the combat, but the combat is buried beneath the agility. So you've got to, you have to defeat more enemies to get that combat boost, which is going to be a little bit slow, I think, at times, which is uh, a little awkward. Like you said, I think if you're playing 
if you're approaching this from the rogue angle, then you do want them, you do want sort of agility combat in that order. And then if you can get the sanity, all the better due to their, their low willpower as it is. But yeah. it's sort of, I think, a, an awkward card at times. It's not as, as clear cut as, as Hawkeye folding camera. And plus, I, I think in, from a, a solo player's perspective, I think this one is slower than Hawkeye folding camera, where I think in multiplayer, right. Hawkeye folding camera might be slower than this because yeah. in multiplayer, <laughs> clearing a bunch of locations with a ton of clues is going to take time. That's not necessarily an issue in solo, where drawing enemies is a bigger problem in solo because True. you've got to wait for them to, to show up. Yeah. And so this one is going to take, I think, more time to to really get up online if you're playing in lower player counts where Hawkeye Folding Camera works slightly better. So yeah. there are pros and cons to this one. And uh, certainly just I, I took a quick peek over at ArkhamDB and there are many many hawkeye folding camera builds now with with daryl and this one i believe had two decks <laughs> so yeah people have it's, really, it's really specific i think this card is players haven't really gravitated toward this one yet and I, and I don't know if it you know if you are interested in playing this or if you are interested in this type of effect there we also receive the very very good combat training in edge of the earth which provides right. both of these yes. uh, skill bonuses and then some on top of that uh, it does cost xp but you also don't have to kill anything to get it set up and it provides health and sanity to boot so mm -hmm. there is an option for those uh, investigators who are looking for these types of bonuses how would you rate this one I think I'd give it a zero because on the face, it is, if you look at it as a card that says get plus one agility or get plus one combat, it's still okay because those two tend to be kind of expensive and they tend to require the ally slot for the most part. So the fact that you have an option of having a hand slot provide a boost to even to either one, that's before you get to the fact that it boost both i think it's still like worth a zero at that point yeah i have a hard time giving this one less than a zero simply because its counterpart yeah. is is ubiquitous in a lot of different decks and mm -hmm. you know it may just be the fact that we don't really have an investigator yet who can really excel at this but we do have quite a few rogues who would certainly like this this type of mm -hmm. uh, boost and I think the combat side is is a little trickier because, see, you know, seekers tend to lean into their agility more than their combat, and so, yeah, I, I'll rate it a zero as well. I think it's, you know, the bonuses are are good. It's just I'm not too sure whether you know who is going to be playing this. Yeah. quite yet the next card we're going to take a look at is grim memoir it's a three cost asset with an intellect skill icon item and tome trait uses four secrets as an action spend one secret investigate 
you get plus two intellect for this investigation. If you succeed by two or more, you may draw one card and it takes up a hand slot. Thoughts on Grim Memoir? My initial thought is that it's kind of slow, but you do get you get to make four investigate tests at plus two. So it's kind of like you're spending three spending three resources in action. You put this into play. It's kind of like you get four almost perceptions, in you, which I think is worth, like, isn't too bad. Huh. So in that case, I kind of want to compare it to Fingerprint Kit. Fingerprint Kit, you spend four resources, you put it into play, and it's kind of like you you end up drawing three deductions. And I love that card. I can't say this card is that bad. I think if you want the, if you're doing it for the draw, I say take Captivating Discovery instead. Or even like preposterous sketches. Just get the draw. Spend less, don't spend a slot, draw the cards. But if you're actually leaning on this for the intellect boost, I don't think this is that bad. I think the only down, the main downside of this is that it takes up the same slot as Magnifying Glass. Yeah, so I'd say it's not bad. Yeah, when I see tomes like this, I inevitably go to Daisy. Because she does get the extra action with tomes. And I don't tend to play a lot of tomes in other seekers or off-class seekers simply because they do require, they are more action intensive than they are in, in Daisy. So Daisy gets the fourth investigate here at seven, I believe, Mm -hmm. which is, I mean, if you're not succeeding on that, then there's something pretty seriously wrong. And if you succeed by two or more, you're getting a card on top of that, which is, you know, for a level zero card, it's pretty good. I don't know if Daisy's the type to use it because Daisy doesn't need the plus two. I'm thinking investigators who like really want the plus two are the ones who are like really good for this. So like rogues (laughs) (laughs) or like Roland Banks, maybe ones who have like three or four intellect. Yeah, but I, I think you raise a good point when you compare it to magnifying glass. Yeah, that, and then yeah, like and then magnifying glass. That's fast, so fast, right? So you're yeah. cheaper and faster. Mm-hmm. You're not getting the draw or as much boost, but mm-hmm. magnifying glass is also unlimited, which this yeah. is this is not. So yeah, I mean it doesn't exhaust, which is one of the nice things. So nice. if you happen to have to do say if you just do four investigates in one turn you're potentially drawing four cards and getting yeah, plus two on true. each of those tests so that's true but if you're really if you're i guess what i'm getting at is if you're after the cards you've already got like preposterous sketches and captivating discovery in this deck to like draw cards okay if you need if you need two intellect this is pretty good if you don't need the two intellect magnifying glass will do you right so i feel like this thing is it's not terrible but it's not very good either how would you rate this one probably elder thing yeah probably elder thing it's pretty niche i like the numbers feel right for like i think it might be a little costly but the fact that it provides plus two intellect like it means it i think it has a place somewhere i don't think that's very frequent though i think i'm gonna go with zero don't it does just work so i think i can go as low as an elder thing it i think if you're building a level zero deck if you've got a maybe a limited 
more limited card pool. Mm-hmm. There's you yeah. could do a lot could worse, do a lot worse than, than yeah. something that gives you a, a bonus mm-hmm. to your intellect. And you know, we haven't really talked about the whole succeed by two aspect of it, and that may lend itself to some of the rogues that we've seen, uh, specifically uh, Trish being one of them. Not very familiar with Trish's deck building, though, so I don't know whether this would find a home in that. The other one would be Monterey Jack, but Monterey gets, he only gets five level zero seeker slots, which makes a lot of these cards questionable in him, like just going back to dissection tools. There's another card that he might be interested in, but given his limited number of seeker cards... The secret card pool is very, very strong, so I don't know whether this beats out a lot of the other cards that would be available to yeah. somebody with yeah. limited access to the secret card pool, but yeah. it's not bad. I mean, brought something. You have brought up a use in my in my mind about this. I think in investigators like Trish and maybe Jenny, well, Jenny less so, but I think Trish in particular... I think this is stronger than level zero lockpicks. As good as lockpicks is, the problem with level zero lockpicks is that they break, <laughs> you know, like yeah. very, easily, and then you lose them forever. So like, if you have this in those card slots and then you upgrade them to level one lockpicks, I think that's a pretty good idea. The next card we're going to look at is Map the Area. It's a one-cost event with a willpower and uh, agility skill icon, insight, and tactic trait. Investigate, add your willpower or agility to your skill value for this investigation. If you succeed, instead of discovering clues at this location, attach Map the Area to it. Limit one per location. Reduce the difficulty of all skill tests at attached location by one. Now, we took a look at uh, Breach the Door back uh, during our Guardian reviews, and this one seems similar to that with the proviso that uh, this one doesn't uh, deal with necessarily deal with the shroud value of the location, although that is one of the benefits. This one just makes all skill tests good at uh, that location. Now, from a solo perspective i'm not a huge fan of this one simply because in solo you're usually moving quickly from location to location to location so spending the time to drop this on a location and not get clues that you're going to probably leave very quickly doesn't make a lot of sense to me what do you think about this one in a multiplayer environment it's it's still pretty bad i would play deduction over this like 10 times out of 10 like i would wish this was something that actually pushed the game forward because here it is you're spending a resource a card and an action and you haven't pushed the game forward at all all you're doing is maybe turning some failures into successes so let's think about that okay so produces the difficulty of all tests of all tests by one seems cool but then again only a percentage of those tests where the difficulties reduce will this matter Okay, because a lot of the, because you know, a good proportion of them, they're they were going to succeed anyway, even with the regular difficulty. This plus one, it's it's not going to always help. So the effect isn't always going to be meaningful. It doesn't really do anything with the first action. So you know what I wish this was? I wish it was kind of like a 
skeleton key but for seekers where you could reuse it because then i could see something there where it's like okay you go to the location you use your map to like map the area you attach your map to the to the location and then maybe as a free action you scoop it back up and then you go to another location you drop it down so that way in only one card slot you're mapping the areas as you need them but the fact that it's an event is kind of like the worst part about it, in my opinion. Like, I, I don't see myself ever running it. Yeah, unfortunately, cards that have the instead of discovering clues clause yeah. tend you to don't, you don't not, push the game forward at all. not be great. Yeah. Because if you're investigating, you really want the clues. And the fact mm -hmm. that this, like you said, doesn't really do a whole lot. I mean, it's it's entirely possible that your seeker puts this on a location and then nobody takes another skill test at that location yep. and you move on and nothing really happens. I mean, I could or, maybe see this in Rex Murphy simply because he can, it yes. lets him succeed by two because you're going to add, I think yes. this is agility. Is his willpower three as well? Yeah. His, his willpower is three. So he'd yeah. be at seven, I believe. So, mm -hmm. which improves the odds of him succeeding by two and getting a clue anyway. But yeah, from a solo player's perspective, this one really doesn't appeal to me. And it's like it's like heroic rescue. It's it looks good in multiplayer, but it, you still never manage to play it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is, and I think the you I think one sign that the the effect is really bad is the fact that it lets you choose a stat to add to your intellect because. This effect's kind of bad, so we got to somehow make it even gentler somehow, you know, the test itself. Why does this even need to be a test? What if you could just, like, just put, just attach it? You spend a resource, you've already spent an action. That's already enough, and you just attach it to a location. So how would you rate this one? Tentacle. I would never play this. Yeah, I think I'm going to give it a tentacle as well. It's... Yeah. I'm gonna let my let my solo bias show through here and and hit this one with a tentacle as yeah it's a card I won't play and uh, I would certainly play I know we uh, we received a lot of comments uh, in the Guardian review about breach the door and I breach the door is much better than this one I agree yeah and agree, provides it enables, a, it enables a much potentially a much greater bonus. Yeah for something yeah. that you actively want to be doing, which is discovering clues, just sort of a blanket plus one or reduce the difficulty by one. Oh, Maybe. I know what it does. It lets you attack rats at difficulty zero. So you get to kill rats better, you which do is, get to kill rats better. I guess, yep. something. It means Wendy can kill rats pretty effectively, but Wendy can't play this card. It's an event where the effect is just too limited and too small. This is not the first time I've seen an effect like an event like this, like heroic rescue, for example, or dodge manages to not make to stay in the binder for some reason. It's kind of like that, or it's like, it's just the effect is too small to be a card slot. The final card we're going to look at in this review is lab coat. It's a two cost asset that costs one experience point. It has a willpower skill icon, on the item clothing and science trait. Man, oh man, I'm, where is uh, Kate Winthrop when you need her? Lots of cards with the science trade in uh, this box. As a response, when you would fail a skill test on a seeker card by one or less exhaust lab coat, you succeed by zero instead. It has one health, one sanity, and takes up uh, a body slot. Thoughts on lab coat? It seems pretty decent. 
the fact that it has um soak is makes it actually pretty good man it's kind of interesting that we talk we we're talking about this right after we uh, talked about map the area because this is kind of like an ass almost kind of maybe like an asset version of map the area where it virtually you know reduces difficulties by one although on seeker cards yeah this is a very much a survivory effect i wish survivor had this card you know because it's such a survivor effect well don't like, they you know, have granny orn who basically or the yeah, upgraded version expensive <laughs> compared yeah. to this she's expensive this is cheap and it takes up a body slot this is very much a granny orn effect but this like this is like does a better job of doing what map the area wants to do and that is turn failures by one into successes um, so do you think it matters that this is failing a skill test on a seeker card now this is not sort of just a generic you fail a skill test by one or less, you're going to pass. It That's has true. to be on a seeker card. So you have to be doing something with yeah. either a seeker asset or a seeker event of yeah. some kind in order to get yeah. the benefit. Yeah, and there are quite a few of them. You know, fingerprint kit comes to mind immediately. But I think early, uh, up above, we were just talking about where did it go? Um, Grim Memoir, for example. That's another one. Seekers don't have like weapons per se, but any like events that deal with enemies. So what it what it mainly doesn't include are basic investigates and treacheries. That's that's the main thing. And I'm kind of glad because this is like really a survivor effect. And if it could work on any test, I'd be like curse token, flip the table, you know. <laughs> So, I think this is I think this is pretty good. It gives some soak, and it kind of does, like I said, what um, what map the area already does. Now that being said, you're gonna need cards in your deck that um are gonna are gonna be seeker and have skill tests on them. If they're all intellect, and you already have a zillion intellect, then this card probably won't do much for you because you're probably already gonna be blowing through skill tests already, and passing i mean failing by one or less is probably not going to happen very often but if you have like a variety of things then i think this is pretty good you know if you're making like agility tests and combat tests on seeker guards i don't play enough seekers to know what they all are but then this is pretty good yeah there's there's not a great <laughs> deal of competition for the body slot in in any class yeah. and so throwing seekers a bone and and giving them something if they want to put it in their body slots i mean it does have soak which is awfully nice mm -hmm. i do agree if if you're just stacking intellect to the sky yeah. this is not going to be interesting to you but if you are playing a seeker or off class seeker who isn't necessarily going all in on intellect this is going to chip in with a success now and again it'd be interesting to track this one and see you know I, you know maybe yeah. if you do include this in your deck just pay attention to how many times it actually triggers and if you find that it's not happening then probably either replace it with something else it's kind of hard that it is one xp so you're, <laughs> no, you're sort of you're committing committed. to this idea yeah. that maybe before you buy this just see like yeah. are you failing a lot of tests by one on seeker cards if so there's a solution if that's not happening then i think you can safely ignore this one but yeah you can say a similar thing about map the area you know it's like how many 
how many failures is is map the area going to turn into successes? It's a similar thing. At least this lets you, follows you around for the whole game, though. How would you rate this one? Probably still an other thing because it is pretty narrow. If Seeker had more thing, a lot of things that used like willpower and things that used agility and maybe some things that use combat. If it had more cards that used a variety of tests, then I think it would get better. But because because your typical Seeker like stacks intellect to the sky, then if all you're doing is stacking intellect to the sky, then magnifying glass is better than this. Yeah, I've played uh, Granny Orn in Survivor and found yeah. that she was very useful. Yeah. But this is the upgraded version, not the uh, the basic version. But the upgraded version of her, I found that I could trigger it fairly consistently. The big difference there is that survivors aren't stacking intellect. And so a lot of their skills are a lot sort of, you're not ending up with fives and sixes generally speaking there are exceptions of course but most of your skills are threes and fours which trigger that have the potential to trigger that this type of effect a lot more often how would i rate this one it is fairly narrow because it only applies to seeker cards so yeah i think elder's thing is about right for it if you look at your deck and you say well look at all of these seeker events and assets i have that i'm going to be using then maybe pick this up along the way the problem is with seekers there are just so many really powerful upgrades for seekers that this one just sort of pales in comparison like isn't hiking boots one Oh, that's right. And that's something that's like going to always work for you. Yeah. That's so, that's always going to do work. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, you know, I hate to say it, but this might even slip down to tentacle territory just based on the, the seeker card pool oh, yeah. as it is like, um, but you know, it does a thing. And yeah, it does t- a thing. Like you've got me are... thinking if you're it, if you think of it as a narrow a narrow version of plus one intellect then i guess it's not too bad it's not like tentacle territory like if you're playing a four intellect seeker and you have like magnifying glasses but no dr milan or anything like that you know i could see this i could see this being above a tentacle in that case yeah yeah i don't i don't think it gets down that far but i think this one might get overshadowed by a lot of the other xp cards in the seeker card pool and and certainly even in you know if you're playing the clue dropping deck that uh, this box is sort of suggesting that you play you're going to be spending two xp on press pass and simply bypassing oh or quick study like i'd play quick study over this like for sure that's going to do it for this uh, review let us know in the comments down below what you think any final thoughts on uh the remainder of the seeker uh level zero seeker um, cards seemed seemed okay you know there, there was an absolute stinker in uh in map the area but you know what each class seems to be having an absolute stinker so far so uh it's a pattern it's a cycle of sticker cards yeah the one thing that did uh, impress me as i read through the seeker card list is there didn't seem to be a whole lot of really egregious seeker cards uh-huh. that were way over the top which 
we haven't been able to say in uh, in past oh, sets <laughs> so that was uh that was refreshing to to look at it and to look at the seeker card list and go okay well there's actually some mm-hmm. useful cards here that uh, aren't necessarily blowing the gates off of uh yeah off the game we we do see that they're already like going for the lunches even if they're not totally stolen yet like re- like um like bizarre diagnosis attempts to do a guardian thing which is heal you've got analysis which kind of does a survivor thing you know redraw tokens you've got and then you've got lab coat which kind of does a survivor thing as well so they're definitely they're they're definitely trying to steal they're they're stealing the snacks you know <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode. If you enjoyed what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. If you need to contact me, I can be reached at manfromlang at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at manfromlang. Until the stars are right, keep your shotgun close and your elder sign closer. Take care out there, and happy investigating.